the biggest thing that people forget is that people are people and people connect based on emotion. Hey entrepreneurs, are you running around multitasking, always rushing to get to the next thing, working insane hours like I did for years? Listen, one day I nearly electrocuted myself because I was in such a rush. It was the wake-up call that I needed. I had subscribed to the old way of doing things, grinding it out, thinking long hours and hard work was just me paying my dues. I was wrong and it was costing me. I finally realized it was the things I implemented right now that gave me the biggest results in my business. So the big question is, what should you be doing right now in your business? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips. No glory, just the raw goods and fascinating conversations so we can get you to your next win now. Hey everyone, this is Chris Ward and now your business. We have a real treat this week. I am excited. Today I'm joined by Jamie Atkinson, one of the most sought after podcast strategist in the entrepreneurial game. He is known for helping business owners make thousands of dollars with their podcast within weeks of launching. He's the founder of Podcast Profit Lab, which teaches entrepreneurs how to plan and launch strategic and profitable, profitable, I can't even say it, Jamie, podcasts (laughs) to create mass movements and change. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Hey, Chris, super glad to be here. Thank you for having me. We're doing another one of those. It's another one of those days, right? Where you, and Chris will laugh at this because it's uh, it's super funny, but I'm always in a different place every time we record. So today I'm propped up in a back room somewhere, but I'm super excited to talk to you. It's going to be fun. Excellent. Yes, I am delighted to have you. And as I stumbled through the words in your intro, I think it's probably some sort of a psychological block because you know what? The entrepreneurial game has, or the podcast game has really changed since you came on the landscape because, you know, the old style of talking about this is really just put out a bunch of content, put it out, put it out, and hopefully you'll get a following and people will like you. So that's where this is going to be a really interesting conversation. Now, before I dive into your brilliance and your zone of genius, would you give our listeners, what was your now? So when you said, oh my gosh, I got to do something different now. What was your now that got you onto this journey that is really helping so many entrepreneurs? Well, you know, it was interesting. And, um, you know, some people know my story, some people don't, but um, I've only been an entrepreneur for about two and a half years. um, And about a year ago, in fact, it was exactly a year ago, um, we were really stuck. We were in this position where I'd been traveling the world, living this kind of entrepreneur digital nomad life and um, had been trying to figure out a business. And I was on my about sixth or seventh failed business attempt. And we were in Thailand at the time. I was traveling with my girlfriend and things weren't really going well. We'd we'd had a Pinterest agency before that um, as one of our previous businesses. And it gone well at first. We managed to get like a couple of clients on board, but suddenly overnight we had this huge algorithm update inside of Pinterest and all of our clients' results just went topsy-turvy. And within a couple of days, we ended up losing all of our clients. Now that was a bit of a shock to the system for us. And uh, we took about two or three months of just trying to figure out what would be the next thing for us in terms of a business. And during that time, you know, our money was getting depleted. We were running out of things um, that we could do. And honestly, I was pretty desperate. I remember being in this room in Thailand, which was about $2 a night in Bangkok. And I remember it 
because it was so hideous. It was this like green filled walls, you know, the kind of green you see in like rundown hospitals, you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. lightly yeah. colored. And uh, we were in this room without any windows, this interior room with an air conditioning unit that would turn on and off with like, you know, hundred degrees temperatures outside. I just remember being miserable because I was cold calling dentists at the time from my computer, you know, in the middle of the night because of the time zone difference and just hustling and trying to figure it out and just feeling this kind of sense of hopeless loss. And, you know, a couple of weeks before that, we'd been through Russell Brunson's One Funnel Away Challenge and really got interested in the idea behind marketing. I'm a sales guy by nature, so we'd never really looked at marketing before. And um, he sent me an email while I was in this room, like drowning my own sweat. And he said, hey, this is your final mission. Come to Funnel Hacking Live. And at the time, you know, I didn't have much money in my bank account. I ended up making the decision that if something didn't change that I was actually going to be in this position where I had to either go home back to England. And that was a hard decision for us because if I was going to do that and go home and give up on my entrepreneurial dreams, it also meant that I wouldn't be able to be with my girlfriend because she was from America. So it was a lot of weight and a lot of pressure to be successful because if we couldn't make money, we literally couldn't be together. So we, we kind of oh. went all in, you know, we, yeah. we put all of our eggs in one basket. We flew all the way to Nashville from Thailand. You know, by the time we got there for the flights and the ticket cost and paying for the hotel, we actually had about, I think it was like 900 and something bucks left um, with no paying clients. And we flew to Funnel Hacking Live because we wanted to be surrounded by entrepreneurs. Those were my people. Those were the people mm-hmm. that if I was going to figure out how to be successful, I needed to be surrounded by these people. And, you know, long story short, when we got there to Funnel Hacking Live, my mentality changed. I decided I was going to document the progress. And that was really our starting point. That was really the big now for me was that. I made that decision that I wanted to go all in to try and figure out how I could make this business work. And by doing that, it it gave me the freedom to start thinking about, well, what do I actually do? Like, how do I do this? Yeah, that's a fascinating story. And as you talk, there's so many words I wrote down. I tell you, I I could have you on five more times just from your intro. So let me try to navigate through this as best as I can. I think one of the things I've really learned from you and admired so great is that we all get this false sense of entrepreneurs where you're like, okay, I got to, you know, put my shoulders back, stand up tall, look like a grown up person and prove that I've got an education and that I've got it figured out. And that I'm worthy of your attention and look very polished because, you know, you want to look professional and there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, when you're in this situation where you have to be so scrappy and you're trying to figure it out and man, you know, the fact that not only you share this story, but the idea of you when you started your podcast was saying, look, I'm on this journey. I'm going to share it with you. I don't think I could have done that. Like I would have just thought like, there's just nowhere in my mind where I would have thought, well, who wants to come on that journey with me when I don't know what I'm doing? I barely would want to do that. Like I barely would call my mom and say, okay, look, I'm making a mess today, but here's what I did. So for you to open, you know, so new in the entrepreneurial journey, which is so bumpy and so much going on and say, well, I'm going to do this well enough that, you know, people can watch me do it. Like, I just think that's brave and a real lesson for me. 
Well, it actually came from one of the speakers that I heard at the event. Um, one of the guys, Nicholas Bailey, he actually got on stage and he said, the, the biggest thing that people forget is that people are people and people connect based on emotion. And he told this story about when he was younger, he, you know, didn't, uh, he was kind of overweight. You know, his parents got divorced when he was pretty young. He didn't have a great childhood and, um, and he eating was his vice. Like he went to food to feel emotional comfort and he ended up growing up and he was a chubby kid, right? And people picked on him relentlessly relentlessly for it all the way through school. And what happened, which was interesting, was that when he became older, because he hated that image of himself so much, he became obsessed with fitness. And for years and years, he was this fitness coach who never, ever talked about his past to the point where, you know, his fiance, who he was with right before they got married, she said, Nick, I need to take you to the side because you've never talked to me about your past. You've never showed me pictures of you as a kid. Like, it's weird. Like, I need you to open up with me. And, you know, then was the first time where he actually opened up with her about his past, his vulnerability, um, that pain that he had. And, you know, he struggled in business for a long time. And, and one day they decided that they were going to speak at this event and they were trying to sell this thing. And he ended up just breaking down on stage and he ended up just telling this audience about his struggle, about his story, about the fact that the reason why he wanted to become, you know, the person with the great body, how that he'd been, you know, bullied and ridiculed and all of that. And he just started pouring his heart out on stage and crying and tears coming down. And at the end of that seminar, more people bought than ever bought his product before without him actually even telling them about the thing that he was selling. And something clicked in his mind. He said, wow, that was crazy. So I didn't talk about what the thing was at all. They just connected with me because I shared all of my mess, all of my struggle. And they closed about 56 uh, or $60,000 right there from the stage, having never done more than $6,000 before. And that's a crazy amount of growth. But what was interesting is he realized that the mess that you have inside of you, that can become your message. And when you share it with your audience and you share that vulnerability, then they connect with you on a much deeper level. Because even if they can't understand your mess, we all have our own things that are going on, right? You might have been through a terrible ordeal in your life. But if I've also gone through a similarly ter terrible ordeal, it might not be the same thing, but I can relate with you. I can trust you. I can get connected with you. And when Nick told me that on stage, you know, up until that point, I'd been walking around the conference saying, hey, my name's Jamie. I'm an agency owner who helps like dentists do this, that, and the other. And I walked out from that conference room and I started saying to people, hey, I'm Jamie. I'm here because this is a Hail Mary. I'm on my last try at being an oh. entrepreneur. I failed six times. Like I don't have any money. We don't have any paying clients. I'm just here to try and figure it out. And when I changed the message that I started putting out and I started telling people the truth, they started to magnetically attract and become connected with me to the point where, you know, I ended up signing up for this $30,000 coaching program. They brought us all on stage and as I remember walking down the aisles, knowing full well that I couldn't afford the program, that I put the $2,500 on a credit card that was maxed out, that the card would be declined, that everybody else knew that as well, because I just told them my story. Right. So when they saw me walking up there with fear and white as a sheet and, you know, this vibrant guy was suddenly just completely plain. They were there for me. They stood up. They shouted my name. Like I could hear them from across the room. And there were literally tens of hundreds of nearly hundreds of these people who were, I could hear who were calling out to me and, and saying, good job. And I've previously um, run a marathon before. And it and reminded me of that. When you run a marathon, everybody around you, no matter how hard or how painful it is, people you don't know are cheering you on. They're literally saying, go on, you can do this. You can do this, Jamie. And your name is on the front. So they know your name. And that's all you're hearing is, Jamie, you've got this. You've got this. this 
this, you've got it, just keep going, you can do this. And it was the same when I was walking onto that stage. And in that moment, I, it was terrifying because it's the first time that I believed in myself enough to put money on the line and risk it all. But for all of those other people, they knew and they saw that and they saw my vulnerability and they supported me and they helped me and they connected me and they helped me figure out those steps. So right there and then I decided, okay, well, I'm, I need this. I need these people around me. I need to stay connected. I need to keep being this person that I've decided to be this week. So what better way to do that than to start a podcast? And that's exactly what I did. If you go back and you listen to my original podcast episodes, you'll see all that mess being smeared all over it because my mess was my message and I put it out there for all to see. And within a couple of months, I soon realized and somebody said to me, well, Jamie, look, you, you, you know, orthodontists aren't your people. Like these aren't people yeah, that yeah. you connect with. Like entrepreneurs are your people. You're an entrepreneur. You need to be helping entrepreneurs. And at the time I didn't know how to do that. But then somebody said, well, why don't you help them with podcasting? Like you've been able to figure out podcasting where other people have struggled. You're just a couple of steps ahead. Why don't you help them with that? And that was really interesting because like to that point, I was, I was like, I'm not an expert. Like I can't do this. Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. who am I to tell you how to do podcasting? But I told my audience that and I shared it transparently. And surprisingly enough, people still wanted to come along the journey. Isn't that interesting? It's beyond interesting. And I could just sit down and, you know, you tap the screen when you're done because I could listen to you all day. And I'm sure my audience as well, too, because I really love the transitional part of that story, too, because, you know, when you're telling the story about the other guy on stage, you know, I had the butts in my head going, yeah, but that was his past. And that's one thing. And I, you know, I still struggle with when is it time to pull up my past or tell my journey and and, you know, I do, I love hearing other people's journey. I mean, you'll watch something on the Olympics when it's an Olympic year and you'll be watching a sport that you don't know. I don't even know what that sport's called. And why are they trying to go down that mountain upside down and sideways? And then they tell you about the kid's dad. And then all of a sudden you're like, I hope he wins. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know anything. And so I do know the power of that. And yet somehow, somehow I tell you, you can hear this every day and somehow you think, ah, but that doesn't apply to me right? My marketing should be different because I deal with this kind of client and I'm this right. type of person. And you, and you don't be it yourself, right? No. Right? And, it, well, and it's hard. Version. I, like to, I like to say you're a version of yourself. Like I'm not inauthentic, but you don't know, I guess, like letting the sunlight in, how much do you pull back the blinds? Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a really great um, quote from, and I think it's from Renee Brown. And I, I heard it recently from one of my friends, Molly Jackson. Just to give you some backstory, Molly just spoke at Funnel Hacking Live for the first time, which is a huge deal. You know, 5,000 entrepreneurs, her dream customers. And um, very recently, in the last three to four months, she went through a divorce. She's getting a divorce. And a terrible, terrible thing that's happening to her, you can tell like emotionally it's beating her. And, and she shared with me, she said, you know, there was a quote from Renee Brown that says, you don't share the open wound, but you can share the scars. And, you know, for her right now, she said to her audience, look, now is not me, for me the time um, for me to share with you guys the open wound. I can't tell you about all of that stuff. It's too fresh. But when the time's right, I'll share the scar with you. But right. she still put herself out there to a community. She told them what was going on. And what was incredible is her community rallied around her in this moment where she felt, you know, the most loneliness in the world, the most defeated, the most crippled in terms of where she was. She felt like a failure in a business, a failure in a marriage, a failure in a life. 
she was surrounded by this community who just um, unknowingly and and willingly with their whole body supported her. And, and for her, it was just about documenting and just being open and honest. So I think a good question for us to ask with, uh, you know, as business owners and as entrepreneurs is how well do our customers know us? You know, I, I know with you, Chris, like, and we work together. I know that you know a lot about me right? You know yeah. a lot about my failures. You know a lot about my struggles. You know a lot about what we go through, the individual challenges. You know, everybody knows right now I'm locked out of Facebook, right? These, these are like these milestones and markers in my life and my journey that we talk about openly and, and we share the struggles and we share uh, the way we feel and the challenges and, and the things that go on. But you don't always have to do that. But the question becomes is, well, if you're trying to connect with your dream customer, you have to really connect with them. And this is what's so powerful about the platform of publishing and and putting yourself out there is, you know, it gives you a platform to be able to share. And it's sometimes counterintuitive. You know, sometimes we feel like, well, we have to be seen as the expert. We can't share our failures. We can't share our struggles. Like if I opened up and I said to my audience right now, wow, the only way that we have been getting leads for our business is through Facebook and we just lost access. So that means that our whole business, our whole lead generation source, all of our customers has just disappeared overnight. Now that as a message that you want to give to your customers, you'd be like, I can't tell them that. I can't tell them that suddenly everything's disappeared. So how do you do that? Well, you have to share the open and honest truth with people because here's the truth. Even though that's happening, we're now double doubling down on, you know, paid advertising. We're focusing on other areas and we're going to come out stronger than ever. But if I didn't share that with my audience and I didn't share those struggles, when it happens to them, they're going to feel alone. Right. But But you, you know what? I want to jump in because here's the thing is when it's yours, it feels like a failure. Like I'd be like, ah, we didn't get that covered. I had all my eggs in one basket. But when you do it and you think, oh, look, he's rallying, he's got a plan B. So I think that's also the internal dialogue in our head where we would individualize these steps as failures. But I don't see them as a failure when you're doing, because I'm like, oh, we hit a little bump in the road. He's just changing the lane. That's all. Let me tell you a secret. It is a failure. Yeah. Right? It's no different. But it's just about being honest with it. Now, a failure, most people hide, right? right? A failure is something that you're not proud of. A failure is right. something that you don't want to share. So right. just the fact that I'm sharing it, automatically you're viewing my failure as something different. Why? Because right. I shared it, right? So right. it's about like what you put out there. And, and for me personally, one of my big you know, drivers is to let people know that actually it's not, it's not bad to fail, right? I yeah. said to somebody last week, I said, you know what's great? And I said, what? I said, isn't it great that we get the ability to figure out how to get traffic, not through Facebook, two years before it's going to happen to everybody else? Because right. we know this is going yeah. to come, but isn't yeah. it great that that happened to us and we're not competing with everybody else to scramble to try and find the alternative? Isn't that fantastic? And I yeah. said, what a great way to look at it, right? But I forced myself to think that way because I have to accept that the failure that's come, I have to embrace it. And I have to look at it and not say, oh, I'm so unlucky. I'm a victim. Like Mark Zuckerberg hates me. Like, why is this happening to me? 
like, don't worry, those thoughts are there. We've talked about it a lot. Listen, right? let me just jump in and tell you that I've been kicked out of Instagram for two solid weeks. We're locked out of Instagram, which is not as crippling to me as it is to you because it's a secondary thing for us. But like, it's, it's like martial law and whenever the ax swings, you don't know who's going to be next. So these, you know, failure or not, it's all happening. And it's happening. It's a story. And you know, what's powerful is that it will create our brand and our movement will become stronger from it because what are we looking to create? Well, we're looking to teach people how to create their own platform, which isn't dictated or ruled by somebody else, which they can use to go and generate leads and sales and actually fuel their business. You know, we, we get this idea this week for a t-shirt that says I am my own platform which I thought was super brilliant as I sat there having a shower, like screw Facebook, like I'm my (laughs) own platform. I was like, that'd be great on a t-shirt, right? But this is something that that people uh, will start to experience more and more. And we're hearing it all the time, you know, accounts getting shut down, things like that. But it's an example. and, And the reason I shared it, Chris, is that example of the story that we tell ourselves versus the story we put out there, right? Marley didn't have a solution, right? She just put it out there and said, look, this is happening. And I don't really know how to process it, but I just wanted to share it with you. And I just wanted you to know. And as she, you know, this happened five weeks ago, she came on the two comma club cruise with us. She was definitely not herself at the start of the cruise. You could, you could tell, you could see it towards the end of the cruise. She was maybe, you know, looking a little bit, you know, better off. And then she just crushed it on stage in front of 5,000 entrepreneurs and everybody that's there are sporting Team Jack shirts. Like they're, you know, sharing all of that. She shared a vulnerability from stage about what was happening. And she's got nothing but love. But isn't that yeah. interesting, right? It is interesting. And I want to chime in and I want to uh, thank you because I know <laughs> here's, the, here's the deal, folks. Um, so I have my book, When the Hour, When the Day. I've had my marketing agency for over 10 years. And there's all these things I wanted to do. And I was on a lot of, a lot of other podcasts. I was lucky enough to be on yours. And then, of course, when we're done, you said to me, you know, Chris, you should have your own podcast. And I was like, oh, isn't that nice? And I'll be honest, I, maybe 10 or 15 people had said that to me before. And I thought the first five were just being nice. And I thought the next five were just grateful that when I was a guest, I carried the conversation and I didn't let it drop. And, you know, they, you know, I was maybe a good experience when they'd had bad ones. So I thought there was different reasons for the compliments. And so you had explained it to me in a completely different way than I'd heard before. And I was just like, and even then I said, look, does the world need another podcast? And what's, how am I different than anybody else? And, and I thought, again, I have one book out, but I have an idea for like, a, a, it's a three, one of three part series. And I have these two other series and I have all this stuff coming out. And I thought, well, all these things have to be out before I have this platform. And then I'll have three series and nine books. And I don't know what the heck else I thought I needed. And here you were doing this when, as you're starting from ground zero, Hey, I'm at ground zero and we're going to do a podcast. So, you know, you, you've been so engaging. What I want to do is dive into, give the audience some reasons why they need to have their own platform and why they need to check out your stuff. Because you really do, you, you are soaring quickly. The, what I've seen you even do in the last six months, you know, if, if I had any issues with my own self-esteem, I'd be going, damn, I am doing nothing compared to Jamie. <laughs> well, thank you. That's really nice of you. And, and honestly, I think the biggest thing to understand is that 
what everybody else is teaching with podcasting is the long game, right? You need to publish because publishing will allow you to tell better stories, test out your material, be the comedian that's doing all the shows, right? Like if you look at a comedian before they go and perform to 40,000 people, they go and perform in these little clubs to perfect what they do and what they know to test out their material material before they get to the big time. And that's really what most people are telling people to do when it comes to publishing. It's Russell Brunson's big talk and for Steve Larson as well. And what's interesting is that the the approach for most people with podcasting is um, a little tough for the beginner entrepreneur. If you have an existing audience, a podcast is not that difficult because you can create content, you can funnel your existing people through, and you know it's just a place for them to come and get more of whoever they want to listen to, right? If I'm a Russell Brunson fan, I can get more Russell by listening to his podcast and get it on a more intimate level. But for the average new podcaster, it's really tough because if you don't have a lot of people listening to your show, you just don't have the numbers to be able to send those people through to your funnels, to your products. And you certainly don't have enough people to be able to advertise and make money from ads on the platform. And the problem with that is that most people get really disheartened. They go and they copy what a lot of the big people are doing, right? Because your mother will only listen to so many shows. (laughs) Exactly, right? Like, and so you go and you do what everybody else is doing. You look at all the big players because everybody who's got a podcast is doing the same thing. They create content. They funnel people through. They do a call to action at the end. Like they say, come and check out my stuff. And then you try that and it doesn't work. And you're like, why? That's so frustrating. And when we came into the podcast space back in May, this was our exact thought process. You know, I'd been doing my podcast for three months and I was like, man, this sucks. Like I've got people listening. I'm doing a good job compared to other people, but I still haven't got any customers like what am I doing wrong and then one day you know I I was on an interview and uh, a couple weeks later the guy sends me a message he follows back up he says Jamie um, listen I know you uh, were talking to me about that funnel stuff on the podcast Um, have you got some time because like I need some help with that and I would love to talk to you and at the time I was still trying to serve orthodontists and was still doing like yeah. cold calling and, you know, 40 calls a week and like maybe one person might say yes. And, you know, he'd cancel the next month. So I was like, shoot, you know what, L- let's get on this call. And I ended up getting on this call with this guy for about 30 minutes. We, you know, talk a little bit more about funnels. And then at the end of the call, he sends me a payment on PayPal for $2,000. And I was like, huh, that was easy. Like I didn't have to cold call people. I just chatted with somebody who I could really connect with, who was my kind of person. I talked to him about the things I love. And then at the end, he asked me about what my expertise was and he paid me money. I was like, if I could do that on purpose, that's going to be way better than all of this cold calling nonsense I've been doing. So I started to figure out, well, how had that happened? What had I done differently? And In the end, we managed to refine that process and we call it podcast closing. And it's the process of basically using your podcast as a tool to speak to your dream customers and to sell to them as guests and not to sell to them as the audience. And a lot of people, once they get their head around this, it's crazy because what we're teaching people to do is we're teaching people to use a podcast and the medium of interview as a sales tool instead of a sales call. And it's a really interesting switch around because what we found is that whereas when I was doing cold calls, I would have say like 5% of people who would actually get on the cold call. And then maybe 10% of people would then actually say yes to my offer. And then about 50% of them 
or you know sometimes more than that would end up dropping off after two or three months because they didn't trust me because I just right. cold called them they didn't know me and then we did these podcast interviews and instead of five percent of people saying yes 80 percent of people said yes to podcast interviews because they're like hell yeah. yeah I want to come on a podcast that yeah. sounds great they come on the show we build this amazing relationship we increase their status and then when we make them an offer on the back end about 25 to 50 percent of people were saying yes right literally instead of us getting way less people on we were closing way more sales and speaking to way more of our dream customers and here's the kicker at the same time we were creating content and publishing at the same time so right. we turned our whole podcast process into this sales tool and suddenly we started to have more customers than ever our podcast content started to become much better because we we're much more consistent with it we never had to sell anybody on our episodes so people weren't getting badgered at the end of the interviews or being disrupted by ads or anything like that so we were creating great content but at the same time we were fueling our business and that was the whole entire basis of how we ended up creating the podcast profit lab we figured if we could just show people how to make money from their podcast in the first 30 days they would be way more likely to continue publishing because get this the average is the average podcaster only does seven episodes and over 90 percent of new podcasters quit within three months i know can you imagine and you know what i find too i just find that my depth of relationships of meeting new people really almost like starts off if you're thinking like a date on the fifth date, because even if it's not a, an ideal client for me and you know, I'm lucky to have them on my show, like someone like yourself, it just really intensifies the relationship because we're having a real deep conversation. As much as I know about you, I heard more stories today. I heard different levels of stories. I learned again. So it really, you know, relationships are about, you know, shared experiences. So it does really deepen it. I tell you, Jamie, I wish we, you know, I wish we had some sort of documentary 10 part series here. Cause we could, we could have you on on Fridays. <laughs> it could be kind. Fridays with Jamie. <laughs> you, so, um, unfortunately we're out of time, but you made some such valid points and I, I'm never in your presence where I don't learn something profound. So yet again, lots of lessons for Chris here today. So I'm sure my audience who's probably much brighter than I am got a few lessons, but I got many. So tell us where can people find you? And this week, we know it's not on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of sad because I'd usually tell you guys to head to Facebook and go to Podcasting 101, which is our Facebook well, group. But let me just jump right in now. because this is, okay. not, this is not, it's recorded. So it's not live today. So you can <laughs> try him on Facebook because hopefully he won't be in damnation forever. If you guys are seeing this episode three months later after I recorded it and I'm still not back on Facebook, then absolutely you need to reach out to me on Instagram at Jamie Atkinson on Instagram and say, Jamie, how have you still not got Facebook back? And I'll hopefully tell you, well, we just crossed a million dollars and hopefully that's the goal, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. So yeah, if you guys want help and support, reach out to me to, on Instagram. I can make sure I can personally send you across to the information you need to understand about what you need to get started. I've got a whole bunch of free training and resources. We're massive givers in our community. And if Facebook is back up and running, you guys can head to podcasting101 uh, or facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash podcasting101 group uh, or join podcasting101.com and you guys will be able to come into our free Facebook group as well. Yes. And listen, uh, we'll have all that in the show notes. And you know what? Jamie is as generous as he is English. You hear that accent and he, he is very... <laughs> as generous as he is English. That is a new you one, Chris. Can, I love that one. Yeah. You can, uh, he does have some really phenomenal, wonderful training and giveaways. So Jamie, I thank you again. I wish we had more time. I thank you so much. Valuable, valuable value bombs here today. So thanks again. This is now your business and we were lucky to have you, Jamie.
Thanks, Chris. If you've enjoyed our show, please do leave a review. Right now, we are giving away a free audio version of Win the Hour, Win the Day, valued at $15, but we know people that's worth more than that because it can help you eliminate 80% of your to-do list and 100% of your guilt. So until our next show, thank you again for joining us. Mm -hmm.